It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning at Wax, we've got chore time here at the shank of the day, the day after the 4th of July. Hopefully you had a good 4th of July. I know some of the fireworks schedules got changed because of... uh, Mother Nature throwing a little moisture in on the 4th, but uh, an awful lot of fireworks were held over the weekend, and I know I was down in the southern part of the state and saw some awfully nice fireworks, and hopefully you did too, but uh, now it's time to get back to work because we're getting into the the heavy season. June Dairy Month is over. Now it's fair time. It's farm technology time. Lots to do in the next period of time here. We've got uh, Bob and Jill with you this morning as we continue on. Well, you all set for Farm Technology Days a week from today already. I guess I'm going to be, aren't I? (laughs) We don't have any choice, that is for sure. And, of course, uh, that means the fairs are going on next week. The Northern Wisconsin State Fair will be on, and we'll get that entire list of all the county fairs so that uh, we can... Get you all the dates and locations and times and things like that so you can have a good fair season as well. And we'll talk about weather. you have the headlights on this morning when you came in? Turn those fog lights on and dodge some deer this morning. Yeah, it is really foggy out there. So even in the city of Eau Claire, it's really thick and foggy. So do be careful. It will burn off, giving us probably not too bad a day, partly sunny, about 88 later on, and cloudy overnight, and maybe overnight and into tomorrow, some rain, and then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it looks like it should be uh, partly sunny, and hopefully next week as well, as we take a look at the opening of Farm Technology Days here in Clark County. And of course, uh, Jill is here with a heavy heart. I think uh, most of you that follow agriculture in any way, shape, or form know that uh, she lost her older brother. Mark Zimmerman, the longtime agriculture instructor at Spencer High School, and a, a just a, a tremendous man and a tremendous role model for fellow teachers, for students, uh, just uh, husbands, fathers, whatever. He was uh, he was as good as it gets. And I know, Jill, you're having a heavy heart, and I don't blame you. But uh, again, to honor Mark, there will be a visitation this Thursday. And that'll be from 2 o'clock in the afternoon until 8 o'clock in the evening. That will be held at Spencer High School, and that will be this Thursday. And the funeral service will be Friday morning at 11 o'clock at Faith Lutheran Church in Marshfield. And uh, Mark will be laid to rest at the Thompson Valley Cemetery back at home in the Augusta area at uh, 4 o'clock on Friday. So uh, it will be a long, hard week for Jill once again and her family, of course, losing him and well, in the prime, what, uh, Friday was supposed to be his first day of retirement, right? First day of retirement. Yeah, and passed away on Wednesday evening. So, again, our sympathies are with you, obviously, and your your family, wife Cheryl, and all the kids. So, again, it's uh, not an easy time. But, uh, again, they've got, uh, Jill's got a lot of family, and uh, they'll lean on each other, and they will get through it. Got lots of farm news to take a look at. Uh, farm technology days, as we said, the fairs. We've got numbers on milk prices and uh, all kinds of things. Maple syrup season is pretty well wrapped up, so we'll get a look at all that, and uh, we'll update the weather too here on Wax. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. Quick check of our weather this morning. Brought to you by Markward Motors, and don't forget, Markward Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory. With pre-owned selections arriving daily, check them out at markwartmotors.com or visit their lot. Today, fog this morning, that's the first order of business weather-wise. Be careful if you have to drive any place, allow extra time because it is really thick out there. It will eventually burn off to give us a partly sunny day and then clouding up overnight with a chance of rain tomorrow. High today, 88, 77 tomorrow, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Looks like partly sunny conditions and temperatures in the low 80s. Nice start to July. 68 degrees right now in the Chippewa Valley. Again, about 88 to high today, so nice and warm. On wax, a foggy Tuesday morning, 68 right now, 88 today. Later on, the fog should burn off, have a partly sunny day. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what's going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. 
Two officers are being treated for injuries after being shot near a 4th of July celebration in Pennsylvania. It happened just before 10 p.m. near the Philadelphia Museum of Art on the last day of the Wawa Welcome America Festival. People start running over each other, trampling people. No, I stay still. I let everybody else run into each other. The two officers are in stable condition and no arrests have been made. The man suspected in the killing of six people in a mass shooting in Highland Park, Illinois, is being described as an amateur rapper. Robert Cremo goes by the stage name of Awake the Rapper. Multiple videos are associated with his name and online accounts, including those on Vimeo and YouTube. One video, which has since been taken down, hints towards a school shooting, with Cremo stating he should just do it because it's his destiny. Cremo was arrested after an eight-hour manhunt he suspected of climbing on top of a building and opening fire on Fourth of July parade-goers. The last surviving World War II Medal of Honor recipient is going to be honored in a ceremony in Washington, D.C. More from Brian Shook. Herschel Woody Williams passed away last week at the age of 98. In a statement, the Speaker of the House and Senate Majority Leader said Williams will lie in honor at the U.S. Capitol. No word yet on a date for the event. Williams served in the Marine Corps for 20 years and was awarded the Medal of Honor in 1945 by President Harry Truman. I'm Brian Shook. And Pope Francis says an abortion is like hiring a hitman. This comment comes after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the decades-old ruling that made abortion a constitutional right. The Pope said life begins at conception, which has long been the Catholic Church's possession. Pope Francis was asked if House Speaker Nancy Pelosi should be allowed to get communion because of her pro-choice views. He replied, when the church loses its pastoral nature, when a bishop loses pastoral nature, it causes a political problem. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. It's showtime. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, July 12th, 13th, and 14th, just south of Loyal in Clark County. Three big days on two stages in the youth area, emphasizing careers in agriculture, ag safety, and livestock education. Learn about fitting and showing your project from rabbits to dairy. Performances by local students, 4-H clubs, and local dance studios. Visit wifarmtechdays.org for more details. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, sponsored in part by Citizen State Bank of Loyal. We finance Wisconsin's agriculture and Swiderski Equipment, the official equipment provider for Farm Technology Days. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ten minutes after five on a foggy Tuesday morning, and we do have thick fog across the area this morning, and uh, not a lot of breeze or wind this morning to blow it around either, so... It's going to have to burn off, probably take a while this morning, so do be careful. Allow yourself extra time to get to where you need to go. Partly sunny when it does burn off. High should be in the oh, mid to upper 80s today. And then cloudy down into the 60s tonight with the chance of some rain later on tonight into tomorrow with a high of 77 on Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it looks like partly sunny. Temperatures going to be in the low 80s. Right now, fog all over the area, 65 in Medford, Wausau at 70, 66 in Marshfield. Lacrosse at 74, it's 70 in Green Bay, as well as Madison and Sun Prairie. 77 degrees in Milwaukee this morning. And here with a lot of fog, 68 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we love what we do, and uh, one of those things is to get you that market information that you need and want. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And, of course, uh, sale barns were closed yesterday, but as we wrapped up uh, last week and get set for sales full speed ahead today, Jill, where are those cash livestock numbers at the end of last week? Choice fed beef steers are 146 to 155 and a half with mixed at 109 to 145. Choice fed beef heifers are 145 to 150 with mixed at 110 to 144. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 141 with selects at 99 to 129. Cows are 67 to 108. Bulls are 89 to 118. Butcher hogs are 90 to 105 with sows at 75 to 85. 
boars are 17 to 29 and a half. New crop market lambs are 170 to 215. There's no quote on the old crop market lambs. Feeder lambs are 170 to 292 and a half. And uh, at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures on the last trade closed higher across the board. August live cattle, 134.60, up 202. October at 139.97, up $1.20. December up 90 cents at 145.77. February up 82 at 150.72. Feeder cattle were also higher. August 174.50, up 90 cents. September at 177.65, up 142. October at 180.45, up 177. November up $1.80 at 182.50. In January up 157 at 182.92. Lean hogs for July at 109.60, up 47. August at 102.97, up 87. October at 88.92, up 25. And December hogs, 82.97, up a dime. And of course, everything will be reopened back to full speed ahead now that the Fourth of July is behind us, and uh, on Friday we saw the markets really drop. Planning report and uh, better weather putting pressure on these prices. December corn down twelve at six oh seven. The oats down fourteen at four eighty eight. December wheat down thirty eight at eight sixty two. November soybeans down sixty two cents at thirteen ninety five. And meal for October down seventeen dollars a ton at three hundred eighty eight dollars and seventy cents. Also on Friday, barrel cheese up a penny two twenty and a half. The blocks down two and a quarter at two seventeen and a quarter. Butter up a cent and a half at three oh one. Class three prices. We've got uh, July on Friday down eleven at twenty two forty two. August also at twenty two forty two. That was down forty cents. September at twenty two seventy nine down twenty eight. October and November were both down a dime. October at twenty three oh one. November at twenty two ninety. A quick look at our markets. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. It's ten minutes after five here at Wax. And don't forget Farm Technology Days coming up next week, including Farm Tech Fest, and that will be on Wednesday evening. And Farm Tech Fest is going to happen right there. It'll start about five o'clock. If you haven't got your tickets yet. Get to www.farmtechfest.com and get them. We're going to have a good time. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, Joe Nichols will all be there. And during the day when you're at the show, all three days, stop in at our wax booth. We'll be in the middle of Tent City there, so just look us up. And we're going to have a chance for you to win a half a hog. We're going to have four winners thanks to the gang at Smith Brothers Meats in Colby. They've given us a couple hogs, and they said, yeah. Let's have four winners. So we're going to make them half a hog, and four people are going to win a half a hog. So uh, be sure and stop and see us. We'll actually be just off of 5th and Central in Tent City. And also, thanks to Turnpike Greenhouse in Granton, we'll have one of the prettiest booths in the whole grounds because Turnpike Greenhouse in Granton is going to landscape uh, our site with some uh, beautiful flowers and shrubs. Who knows what they're going to put in? They're going to put in what they think will look good, and I know it will. So, again, lots of reasons to be at Farm Technology Days next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Rail Acres, rustic occasions in Clark County, just outside of Loyal. Today on our Wisconsin Farmers Union Minute, we talked to Julie Bomar, who is the Executive Director of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, and Julie... Dairy Together, a program that will change the dairy industry. What is it? Well, we're calling for a major policy reform, um, and our timeline really at this point is focused on the 2023 Farm Bill. And what we're what we've been studying for five years now, and really and organizing around, is the idea that we have to really try to control the boom and the bust cycle, so that farmers have more price stability. Uh, you know, we've lost five farms per day uh, over the last decade. We're not going to be the dairy state anymore if we can't help independent, you know, family farms survive. And we'll find out more about surviving through the Dairy Together program put forth by the Wisconsin Farmers Union with Julie Bomar, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Twelve and a half minutes after five o'clock, we'll take a look at some of our farm news, milk prices uh, here and across the country. Maybe that planted acreage report not finished yet. So we got a lot to talk about this morning.
on a Tuesday here at Wax. Again, it's foggy out there. If you haven't uh, looked out the window yet or ventured outside, allow a little extra time. Even in your walk to the bar, <laughs> it'd be a little foggy this morning. And on a foggy Tuesday morning at Wax, we got some farm news, markets. We'll hear about uh, the recent Area Animal Sciences Day. Big crowd, big bunch of kids turned out in Chippewa Falls. Lots to do this morning here on Wax. It's time for a soybean update with John Gaska, research agronomist with UW Extension. Growers need to um, be aware of uh, label restrictions for the final herbicide applications that they'll be doing. Right now is probably the uh, around the, the end of the herbicide application season in general, especially with some of the uh, extend and enlist their Liberty Link type soybeans. Check your label, but basically around the R1 growth stage, the flowering stage is the end of the season for that. The next things that we'll be watching for, we'll be watching the weather and see how that might affect the incidence of white mold in soybeans. We have an app called Sporecaster that was developed by the plant pathology department through the through a grant through the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, and that can help predict whether you might or not not have um, white mold in the field. So we'll be watching that. That's your soybean update brought to you by the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. For more information, visit badgerbean.com. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock, again foggy out there, 68. It'll burn off a little bit later on, be partly sunny, should be well into the 80s. Joe, what's happening out there? Well, milk prices continue to be strong this spring and early summer. In May, the Wisconsin all-milk price reached $27.40 a hundred, 30 cents above April, and $7.60 more than last May. That price was 30 cents more than the U.S. all-milk price of $27.30, which was 20 cents higher than April, but $8.20 more than a year ago. Of the top 24 milk-producing states, Ohio had the highest May. Who did? Oop, Idaho. Excuse me. Of the top 24 milk producing states, Idaho had the highest May all milk price of $27.80, with New Mexico the lowest at $25. Prices for other commodities across the state were also a little higher in May. Corn averaged $6.91 a bushel, two cents more than April, and 91 cents more than last May. Soybeans brought $15.90 a bushel. That's up 40 cents from April and $1.30 more, $1.30 more cents than a year ago. Oats averaged $5.85 for the month, 15 cents above the April price and $2.42 more than a year ago. But hay prices in May were mixed. The all hay price was $158 a ton, up $6 from April, but down $6 from last year. Alfalfa sold for $168 a ton, and that was $7 above the April price, but $5 under the price last May. It seems last week's Planted Acres report might not yet be complete. Because of planting delays in Minnesota as well as North and South Dakota, government surveyors are going to back those areas to re- going back to those areas to resurvey farmers. Millions of acres of corn and soybeans weren't planted when the survey was originally taken, but USDA officials want to know if and how many of those acres did finally get planted. They will do their checking about mid-July and report their findings in mid-August. Yeah, there's some uh, prevented plantings up in that part of the country, but uh, some of them did finally get in, and we'll find out the whole number a little bit later on. Almost 20 minutes after 5 o'clock, on a Tuesday morning at Wax, we'll find out about Area Animal Sciences Day held in Chippewa Falls. I think one of the locations this summer. Finally getting back. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. is starting to come back to life as COVID hopefully is getting further and further in our rearview mirror. An example of that, Area Animal Science Days for the 4-H members around Wisconsin. Jill Jorgensen is with me now. Jill is a Wisconsin 4-H Ag and Animal Science Outreach Specialist. And uh, Jill, 
few years ago before COVID, we had many of these days around the state. Where are we at right now in 2022 with reviving this on a face-to-face level? Yeah, we are making a comeback. So it is stronger than ever. So last year we had an introductory to come back and it is coming back strong. Wisconsin youth have said we really love livestock and dairy and all animal science. We've had a few different species at the few different contests here in Wisconsin, but they are excited to be back in in person and doing something they love, which is judging and evaluation of their cattle and of their species. Now, as of the summer of 2020, 2022, how many face-to-face competitions do we have? For Animal Science Day this year, we're having two. So we had one in Sheboygan earlier in the week and Chippewa here today. And then these individuals will actually go on to state contests later in the summer. What about extending it further south? Because uh, in Chippewa, it's mainly northwest area. What about further south in the future? Yeah, we were in Sheboygan just two days ago, so we had that kind of southern part of the state over in Sheboygan, and we're hoping to maybe add another site next year, especially if our numbers continue to grow. We want as many young people to take part in this experience as possible. For those that aren't aware of what Area Animal Science Day is all about, it's been going on for a long time. It's just COVID interrupted things. What goes on? Because it's not only kids that are here, parents are here, they're kind of judge and take a note themselves. Yeah, so this is a really wonderful opportunity. As you know, 4-H, we have amazing volunteers, so an amazing volunteer coaches. In the counties, the young people work with their coaches on a regular basis and go through those paces at local farms that so lovingly give their time and energy to let the young people come and visit and evaluate cattle. So I always talk about Erie Animal Science Day is the opportunity for young people to kind of flip the narrative. A lot of times they're in the ring and they're hearing feedback from a judge about what was great about their animal, what they'd like to see improved, how they can maybe do that. This allows young people to be in that opposite seat and look at the animals and say, I'd place that one first for this reason, second for this reason, and then this is the bottom of my class for these reasons. So it gives them that opportunity to have a really holistic perspective on what my animal is. And then in turn, it helps them also with their own animal projects. I think the cool thing about something like Area Animal Science Day is, is though, you don't have to have your own animals. If you love dairy, you love livestock, you love horses, there is a spot for you to come in and get involved in agriculture and have that be part of your overall experience. And one of the things we had in Sheboygan, we did a poster and and photography contest to allow those young people who really don't have that egg right in their backyard to take part. And really, if you love animals and animal science, we want you to be able to explore that spark, to really look at that passion and take that on and really live that. And livestock is more than dairy cattle at these contests. Absolutely. So we have a dairy evaluation contest, which has eight classes throughout the day. And then young people, especially the seniors, give reasons. And then we have our livestock, which is beef, sheep, swine, and meat goats. And that's the other competition that's going on. At Sheboygan, we had an addition of horses as well. So there's a lot of different things going on. It's, it's not just one species. So there's young people from all over the state of Wisconsin able to really explore what they love. And one of the nice things as I watch the show and I watch the judges, kids do their judging, when it's all over, the evaluations are done by some of the top judges that you'll see at State Fair, maybe even World Dairy Expo, places like that, that will evaluate these animals so the kids can see how well they've done or where they might need to improve. Did you have any trouble? Do you have any trouble getting those kind of people, experts, the the pros, so to speak, to help? We are so lucky that we have really wonderful specialists from CALS um, in Bernie O'Rourke and Ted Hallbach and Ashley Yeager who were able to help us really connect with those officials. And you, as you know, they know just the cream of the crop. And we are so lucky because they volunteer their time to come today and to really make sure the youth of Wisconsin are having just an amazing educational experience where they can provide them with just some top-notch opportunities to really learn about their project. The other thing I think, Bob, that's really important is the volunteers. This happens with just a ton of volunteers. And without those volunteers, this event wouldn't happen. So our host uh, today was Chippewa County, the educator Heidi Benson, who is just phenomenal. And then she organized a host of people to help run the day and then also to find the animals. And these people, for 
just wanting to help the young people have a great experience hauled these animals in. They clipped them. They helped lead them. They made sure they were here today and everyone was safe and had a great contest. And without them, these days couldn't happen. So the volunteers are so, so important as they always are in our Wisconsin 4-H projects. And when you plan an event, you want people to show up. And at least at the Chippewa County event, I'm not sure about Sheboygan, but at the Chippewa County event, boy, did they turn up. This fairgrounds is full of young people, parents, volunteers. Absolutely. We had such a great turnout tonight, and we are so excited that we are back in person, and they showed up. Young people came. They brought some sounds, even their siblings, which I think is really cool because they're seeing this to be able to grow up and do this when they're of age to do it. Parents came along, volunteer coaches from the counties, and, of course, everyone here is producers that brought those animals. So this is 2022, Sheboygan and Chippewa County. What is the future? What is your goal? What kind of response are you getting from maybe from southwest Wisconsin to uh, get back online in 2023 the way it used to be? So we are looking at having a third site for next year for numbers can hold up. So my, that's my hope and goal. So I'm looking for host counties. So I'm asking our county 4-H educator partners if they have the availability to host next year. And I've got a few people on the line that said that, yep, we might want to host and they're in different parts of the state. So we're hoping to get everybody maybe in a third site for next year if we can. How big an area would you like to uh, cover? I know in the Chippewa County area, I see kids from a lot of surrounding counties, some of them a few miles away. How big an area is comfortable to host one of these to bring kids in from? You know, it really depends on where we can find a great species selection of animals. So, you know, usually usually within a two, three hour frame is where we're looking to gauge for. So that's one we've used in the past. What kind of... uh, help do you get from the extension service itself? Uh, I mean, you got the extension 4-H agents, and as you said, Ted Halbach and uh, Bernie O'Rourke have come from Madison. This is, how do you say no to kids? I don't think you do. You know, this is the thing. This is a spark for many of our young people. We started, agriculture is the roots of what started our 4-H program. And I can tell you, they are strong and continuing. And we are finding those great traditional programs that young people and volunteers have loved. And we're also finding some new things that our young people are getting really excited and interested in. So I think there's some really great opportunities going to be coming up here for our Wisconsin youth as we continue to build into the future. And again, that's Jill Jorgensen. Area Animal Science Day, and Jill is the state coordinator of that area youth. And again, looking for counties that would like to host this live in the future, a big day over there in Chippewa County. That was two, three weeks ago now, but it was a a beautiful day. A lot of folks turned out. A lot of adults were there, and it was a a great time, as it always is. So if your county would like to host that in the future, get a hold of Jill, Jill Jorgensen. For the uh, from the University Extension Service. Almost 5.30 in the morning. We'll get caught up on some of our local news next. Morgan's back. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Grain, Partners Bank, plus many more. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is back after a weekend up north, the 4th of July. Did you have a good time up there in Trigo? I'm just getting my hearing back from having four <laughs> girls under 12 in the room next to us. They didn't squeal at all, huh? I'm telling you, between the uh, sunscreen and the bug spray in my nose and uh, the giggles in my ears, it was a fun weekend for sure. Made some s'mores around the fire and, oh, uh, yeah, experienced a little bit of the Northwoods. You forget that that's near us when you, oh, you know, yeah. you have such nice things in your own state. Sometimes nice to be reminded of what's around us. Boy, that is for sure. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, but we're... We're back at it. What's going on? It seems work always does come back around, and we begin with those headlines in our area today. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll go to Altoona in Cinder City. Police have a suspect in custody after a deadly weekend hit and run. With 715 Newsroom coverage, we're going to have John DeMaster bring us more details about the update there. It happened Sunday morning along Highway 12. Police say the victim was walking along the road just before 6 a.m., 
when an SUV hit them, then sped off. Altoona police say they had their suspect in custody by Sunday afternoon. There's no word on when formal charges could be filed. I'm John DeMaster. From Cinder City, we go to Dunn County. Authorities there now investigating a possible human bone found there. The sheriff's office says somebody found it in a creek outside of Menominee yesterday. It appears to be very old. Authorities now have sent that to St. Paul to see if it is indeed human. Looking into some other headlines across the state, it was political action as the Capitol. A couple of hundred people spent a 4th of July at the Wisconsin Capitol demanding people do something about abortion in the state. As a group said, yesterday was not a time to celebrate. Protesters upset with a Supreme Court decision that allows states to set their own abortion laws. Now, in Wisconsin, that means, as of now, abortion is illegal. In other headlines, the clock is ticking for Mark Murphy. You may have heard this as the Packers president and CEO said his monthly column last week and he intends to retire in 2025. That would be when he turns 70. The Packers have a mandatory board retirement age of 70 years old. Murphy says he's a member of the board. There's no word about a future replacement or when that search could begin. But when it comes to longevity in the workplace, I'm not talking about Bob on this one. We have Wheels Up, a woman working as a flight attendant nonstop, 65 years. Betty Nash started working in the skies as a flight attendant in 1950. Oh, little audio glitch there. Well, she worked in the 50s and is now being honored as she sets a record as today she flies working for American Airlines and being the longest serving flight attendant at 86 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of little packs of peanuts handed out over the years, I imagine. She says, although I liked this about Betty, she's uh, glad she no longer has to mess with weight requirements that airlines used to have in place. From here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are back to the barn with Bob, Jill, and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. I don't know if that's the job. Uh, you know, it used to be stewardesses, now they're flight attendants because mm-hmm. there are men involved as well. Did you ever think about wanting to do that? Never. To me, that would be very much like being in food service, but you're up in the mm-hmm. air and people have more chance to complain. You can't escape to the <laughs> kitchen as easily. you got to move the cart every time someone comes down the aisle. Yeah, and you have no choice of what to serve the people because they just put it on the plate and you serve it. That's yeah, all. No, I am okay here with my tray up in the uh, newsroom. Ah, good for you. Five. Good for you. Thank you, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning taking a look at what's going on in the news. How about the weather? 26 minutes before 6 o'clock on a Tuesday morning here at Wax. And uh, Mike Dandria joins us from over at Skywarn 13 this morning. It's hard to see as far as your building this morning, Mike. Yeah, I'd have to say so. I had a uh, very uh, hard commute today because I couldn't see anything on 53. (laughs) Yeah, it's dark. It's foggy out there. And uh, no wind to blow it away either. Exactly. And we'll keep that fog through about the mid-morning hours. But otherwise, we'll have uh, some sunshine above that. And we'll see that later on with temperatures climbing to the mid to even upper 80s. And we'll keep that humidity with those dew points in the 60s and 70s. So that said, it'll be rather hot and humid today. Later on tonight, some clouds will roll in with our lows dipping to the mid-60s. And we could see a chance at some showers and storms early tomorrow. Otherwise, mostly cloudy throughout the day and uh, cooler upper 70s on tap. Going into tomorrow night, again, another chance at a couple showers here and there with lows dipping to the mid-60s. Thursday brings us mostly cloudy conditions with temperatures in the low 80s and uh, partly cloudy, again, mid-60s. Seems like the next couple of nights are going to be repeat offenders of one another. Friday and Saturday, mostly sunny with temperatures in the low 80s. And Sunday brings us a slight chance at a couple showers here and there, but otherwise we'll have partly to mostly sunny conditions, again, in the mid-80s. And Monday brings us a better chance at some showers, again, in the mid-80s. But as Bob mentioned, we've got some rather thick fog as you head out the door with a temperature of 68 and a dew point of 67 degrees. And, uh, yeah, it is uh, very hard to see. <laughs> yeah, fog, <laughs> really, will, fog yeah. will usually do that. This is some of the thickest fog I've seen in a while. Yeah, we we haven't had too many mornings like this. But, uh, yeah, it's usually when I, I come in on, on 53, I can... Usually, see, there's that um, that sign that's like right by the the bypass, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you, you can at least see that. But I wasn't able to see that sign until I was probably about fifty feet from it this morning. I swear. Okay, that fog, or did you have a good Fourth of July that you're trying to wear off? 
Well, uh, I didn't have that good of a 4th of July, so I'm going to think that that one was the fog. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Have a good one. There he goes. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 this morning. Take a look at our weather. And again, that fog, yeah, it's very thick out there this morning. So do be careful and plan accordingly. Almost 23 minutes before 6 o'clock as we check our weather on wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 22 minutes before 6 o'clock, and again, 68 degrees with fog this morning. It'll burn off, but it'll take a while. And uh, we'll get kind of a a warm, muggy day, as you might expect. Uh, And, Joe, what else is going on? Or take a little swing back to what happened this spring. And the maple syrup harvest was good, was a good one across the country. New USDA numbers show 2022 was a record year for the number of taps, yields per tap, and overall production, which was up 5 million gallons, a jump of 35%. All major syrup-producing states showed production increases except Pennsylvania. And we'll uh, effort to get some Wisconsin numbers. I haven't seen Wisconsin numbers yet for this spring's maple syrup season, but... uh all the producers I talked to said it was a good year, and I wasn't sure it was going to be, but they said, no, they had enough good days that they got uh, a lot of sap, and it was good. So we'll find out uh, what Wisconsin's numbers are. I haven't seen those yet, but I'm sure they'll be out very, very soon. And what else is going on? It's time to nominate candidates to serve on county farm service agency committees around the country. Each year, one-third of the committees face re-election or re-election. Nominations are due to county FSA offices by August 1st. Ballots will be mailed to eligible voters in November with a last day to return those ballots being December 5th. New committee members will take office on January 1st. All right. So, again, uh, think if uh, you're in that third of the county that uh, has an election this year, nominate someone to serve on that uh, Farm Service Agency Committee. And also a reminder... Things coming up, Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, that's what we're really focused on, and agriculture in our part of the country is focused on. Tuesday, July 12th, that's one week from today through next Thursday, the 14th, 9 to 4 each day. And make sure you visit us in our Wax 104.5 tent. We'll be just off 5th and Central in the middle of 10th City. So stop in and uh, say hi, and it might be worth your while, too, because the good folks at Smith Brothers Meats and Colby have given us a couple of hogs, so we're splitting them in half. That means we're going to have four half hogs to give away. So stop in and register, and at the end of the show, we'll draw four winners, and you'll each get a half a hog from Smith Brothers Meats in Colby, and also you'll notice our booth because it will be pretty. Turnpike Greenhouse in Granton is going to be there to do some landscaping for us, put some flowers and bushes in there, and uh, make us look good, and that's a good thing. So we thank uh, Smith Brothers Meats in Colby, Turnpike Greenhouse in Granton. If you've got some... uh, help that you need around your place for some landscaping or whatever it needs to be to pretty it up, Turnpike Greenhouse and Granton, the folks to contact. And don't forget, too, something new, never been done before, Farm Tech Fest, a country music concert on the middle night, Wednesday night at Farm Technology Days. Joe Nichols, Sawyer Brown, Madison County. It'll all be happening July 13th after the show is over. And again, the show goes till about 4 The concert will start about 5 across the road, so you can walk across the road and, uh, you know, get your seat, but to get yourself an adult beverage or something to eat and sit down and enjoy the concert because it will start about 5 o'clock, and that means it'll be done. You know, you're not going home at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. You're going to get home so you can come back the next day, and if you don't have your tickets yet, it's easy to get tickets for Farm Tech Fest www.farmtechfest.com. They have different price levels for you. You can sit uh, right up front or general admission, whatever the case may be, but it's going to be a lot of fun at Farm Tech Fest as part of Farm Technology Days next week at Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions just outside of Loyal. 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. And, Jill, what else we got going on this week? Well, the Spooner Rodeo starts on Thursday. Oh, 
it does. And the folks in the Spooner Rodeo, thank you for reminding me. The folks at Spooner Rodeo will be in tomorrow. And we'll have a chance to visit with the, the queen and her princess and some of the other folks to find out more of the details. If you haven't got tickets for the Spooner Rodeo, do that. A beautiful rodeo grounds they've had in Spooner. And I don't know, they've got to be 70, 75 years into that rodeo. It's a, it's quite a rodeo. So we'll talk to the Spooner Rodeo folks tomorrow morning right here on the air. What else, Jill? Well, there is um antique tractor show and farm show uh the 8th and 9th from 9 to 4 at Elmwood, at Olson Tractor in Elmwood. So you can go see some unique tractors out there. All right. Also in Elmwood at Rock Elm United Methodist Church, don't they have uh, ice cream social coming up this week, too, as well? they got a series of them, but I think the first one's coming up pretty soon. Today is the 5th. So on Thursday the 7th, they're going to have homemade ice cream socials starting, oh gosh, 4 to 7. I think it's a drive through though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. drive through takeout only. It's a Rock Elm United Methodist Church. In the Elmwood area. So some of those things coming up, and uh, we've got more that are also coming up. So we'll uh, take a look at all those things as uh, we're going to get to some market information. As, uh, again, all the markets were closed yesterday in observance of the 4th of July. But I know one guy that's up and at him, Mr. Fitzgerald. And to hear what he's got to say, we'll talk to Jerry next here on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Now let's get to some markets. Uh, again, everything's reopening after the 4th of July holiday, including the equity sale barn over at Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at him and with us. Morning, Jerry. Did you have a good 4th of July weekend? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Yes, a lot, lot of stuff going on all week. Kind of a quiet day yesterday. So, uh, rain, but such a beautiful rain. I mean, uh, the afternoon just rained real slow all afternoon. Half an inch here, so if you're really bored with the heat and the humidity and the moisture, you can just park by a cornfield somewhere and watch the corn grow. Yeah, you're going to be able to hear it grow as well. Well, get us started. Yep. This will be the first day of the trade this week over at Stratford. What's going to happen today? All right, Bob, uh, we will tell the folks about that. I want to thank you and a very good morning to everyone. And, uh, of course, like Bob said, we were closed yesterday in observance of Independence Day. So we'll get started bright and early this morning at 10 o'clock. And uh, we'll start with the hay auction this morning. Also at 10 o'clock, we'll sell conventional market cows. And uh, that will be, at, uh, like I said, at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, we'll do organic market cows. We do sell organic market cows every Tuesday here in Stratford. And then after the uh, market cow, we will sell the baby calves here this afternoon. So, again, a full marketing day today. We'll take all classes of slaughtered livestock today, including organics, as I mentioned. And uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, full marketing gate also starts at 10 o'clock. We sell market cattle on Wednesday, including fed cattle, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale tomorrow will be uh, the noontime start. And uh, Thursday does start at 11 o'clock. And uh, that will be a full marketing day on Thursday also. Do also want to mention today, Tuesday, uh, we will have a dairy cattle auction probably around 11, 11.30 here this morning. And uh, I want to remind the folks of the special dairy sale, upcoming dairy cattle auction one week from today, complete dispersal of registered Holstein organic milking cows and bread heifers, just a very, very top-quality organic herd. A lot of information on our website. Uh, right now they're at a 401 Butterfat 299 protein and just a very good, uh, outstanding cow uh, herd of organic cows. So a lot of pictures on our website. So I invite you folks to take a look at that. And that, again, will be next week, one week from today, here at Equity Stratford. And as per usual, a lot of information on our website. So folks, invite you to take a look at that. And Equity Co-op, just click on the Stratford page. And uh, like I said, things will open up bright and early this morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, we do have a lot of fogs over here anyway, so folks uh, do drive careful. But uh, I'm sure it'll be uh, lifting off pretty soon here as the sun comes up bright. So again, uh, can't uh, emphasize enough the beautiful rain we had. And I didn't hear of any uh, really... Had damage anywhere around, Bob? Did you? Uh, nope, didn't hear of any storms. Just uh, we had some rain on the Fourth of July, and uh, again, rain that uh, will do an awful lot of good going forward. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You bet. We'll be back here tomorrow morning to update the markets uh, how they're doing today. Thank you, Bob. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. 
Every tractor owner knows that support and service after the sale is what makes a good tractor company great. And that's why you can count on LS Tractor. An extensive dealer network gives you convenient access to genuine LS Tractor factory parts and factory trained technicians, keeping you in the tractor, not in the waiting room. Schedule your service with an LS Tractor certified service center. Get more from LS Trackers available at Andy Ag Equipment, 4426 Butterball Road in Cedar Falls. Click on over to andysagsales.com. LS Tractor, simply more. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the Synergy Co-op is always over there in the Ridgeland area. We appreciate those folks sponsoring our market report here towards the end of the hour. And on the Board of Trade, prices are down. Boy, a Friday planning report and better weather conditions at rain. Jerry Fitzgerald talked about the beneficial rain. December corn down 12 at 607. The oats down 14 at 488. The wheat for December down 38 at 862. November soybeans down 62 cents at 1395. And October meal down $17 a ton at $388.70. About the only thing that went up was uh, oil. That went up $2.65. $108.41. Now, country elevator prices as we have them. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn's at six twenty three with soybeans at fifteen forty seven. Doomer's grain of Holman, corn is at six eighty seven with soybeans at fifteen sixteen. Buck Country Arcadia, corn's at six seventy four with soybeans at fifteen sixteen. And on the DTN screen, not all of our Elevators reported here, but what we have at Golden Plump today, corn is six seventy nine a bushel. Out at Elk Mound, six thirty five on the corn, fifteen forty on the bean sparta, six ninety six and fifteen sixty. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville corn today, six seventy four, Stanley, six sixty, New Richmond, six fifty five. And again, all the markets are open today on Friday barrel cheese a penny higher, two twenty and a half. The block's a little lower at two seventeen and a quarter. Butter up a cent and a half, three oh one a pound. Class three were lower. July down eleven at twenty two forty two. August also at twenty two forty two. That was down forty. September down twenty eight at twenty two seventy nine. October November both down a dime. October twenty three oh one. November twenty two ninety. And of course, yesterday we weren't here, so that means we didn't hear Dan Undersander talking about alfalfa. But we will next. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. Today in our alfalfa update program, brought to you by Nextro Alfalfa, Dr. Dan Undersander joins us. And, uh, Dan, everybody's looking for ways to maybe bring down the cost of some of their crop inputs for row crop producers. Maybe alfalfa is an answer to help in that area. That's right, Bob. Uh, we've talked about shorter rotations for years because we do know that the alfalfa yield declines uh, on the average, the yield is down about 25% in the fourth production year. Uh, and uh, we think it's really not worthwhile keeping it in those cases. Uh, nobody would grow corn that yielded 25% less than they could get from another hybrid. So uh, we have always promoted three-year stands and think that has been profitable for the farmer. But now because of the economics um, I believe that in many cases a two-year stand of alfalfa might be a very profitable situation for many farmers. And what we have to think about is following uh, the alfalfa when we turn the stand over with corn. Uh, the first thing is is we get enough nitrogen that we don't have to put fertilizer on the corn. That's a savings right now of about $175 an acre. Secondly, and we don't know why, but the... There is a rotational benefit that corn following alfalfa yields about 20% more than corn following corn. So if we take our average yield of 180 bushels uh, times 20%, that's 36 bushels more corn. That's another $200 that we could get. So it looks like we could gain almost $400 per acre by having short stands of alfalfa. The idea would be twofold, um, either a spring or a fall planting. We could plant in the spring. I would then, frankly, put oats and peas on top and harvest it and then take at least two cuttings of alfalfa off the field. 
and then we would harvest it the next year and then turn it over. And with two years of alfalfa under that scenario, we will get the nitrogen, the legume credits and the rotational benefit from that alfalfa. The other option is for farmers planting in the fall, which in some cases farmers might do yet this year, is to plant in the fall, grow it two years, and then turn it over and uh, plant the alfalfa. The main thing in either case that we have to pay attention to is is the herbicide residue of the previous crop. If we're going to follow corn, we need to make sure that a herbicide with a 12-month residual or less was used. Uh, many corn herbicides now, we can't plant alfalfa for 18 to 24 months. That would mean we'd need to grow a crop in between the corn and the alfalfa planting. For a fall planting, if we're following wheat, again, uh, some of the herbicides have a four-month residual, in which case we could plant the alfalfa, but some are 10 or 12 months, in which case we could not plant the alfalfa till the next spring. So do pay attention to herbicide residuals of the current or preceding crop, and then consider that, uh, first off, maybe turning over some of your older fields and reseeding is a good idea for corn value for next year because we know the prices are going to be high again and then uh, look towards maybe establishing some systems with growing corn with shorter residuals planting alfalfa for two or three but as short as two years and then uh, growing a crop of corn with about a $400 advantage per acre. Thank you Dan. Dan Undersander our state forage specialist with some options out there, keeping alfalfa in that rotation and maybe assisting with our corn production numbers after alfalfa. Hey, a quick check of our weather forecast brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Hey, don't forget Marquardt Motors is hosting food trucks at their Lake Halley location every Wednesday this summer from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Check it out. Support those area food trucks. they got a lot of good food in there. Fog this morning. It'll take a while to get rid of it because it's going to take sun. There's not much wind or breeze out there this morning to move it. So be careful with fog this morning. 88, and that'll burn off. Partly sunny. Should be a nice day. Later on tonight, cloudy. Maybe some rain showers moving in late tonight and early into Wednesday. High today about 88. Tomorrow, just upper 70s. And it's 77 degrees right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.